The Capital Peers Podcast, making wellness monumental. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Capital Peers Podcast. Today's episode will be episode eight, I believe, which is just kind of crazy that we've already done seven episodes. So my name is Julia, and I'm the leader for the Stress Management and Emotional Wellbeing Task Force. And today I'm joined by one of my fellow task force members, Anna, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Anna. I'm a junior in CCAS, majoring in bio and minoring in STEM education. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Thank you, Anna. So just to give some background, our task force deals with all things related to mental health and trust management. And one of our main goals is to get students connected with both on and off campus resources that they can use to support their mental health and well-being. So since coming back, to campus for in-person classes this semester. We think it's super important to educate our student body about the resources available to them, both in-person and virtually. So to help us do that today, we're going to be talking with two of the co-directors of GW Listens, which is a student-led support network that was created for GW students, I think, around 2017. So if you guys both want to go ahead and introduce yourselves too. Hi, I'm Jada. Um, I'm one of the co-directors, as Julia just mentioned. I'm a senior in CCAS studying psychology and, mar- and minoring in marketing. Hi, I'm Olivia. I'm a junior studying psychology and communications. Awesome. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to have you both here today. Thank you so much for taking the time to interview with us. Um, so just to get us started off, get the ball rolling, we wanted to kind of get the gist of what you guys all do as a part of GW Listens? Like, for example, what type of support do you all provide and how might it differ from other campus resources like um, CAPS? Yeah, so um, as co-directors, our goal is basically just to keep the mission of GW Listens alive and just overall continue to support the greater GW community by providing anonymous, confidential, and peer support. Um, So we also oversee all of the listeners as co-directors, and we just make sure that everyone's getting the support that they need when working on the hotline because it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do. Yeah. And the listeners that we have on the hotline go through a semester-long training prep to be able to work. And they handle situations, anything from a roommate situation where maybe there's a cleaning issue that they want to rant about to something maybe a little bit more traumatic that happened during the week. So we want to train our listeners to be able to handle any kind of situation that pops up different from CAPS because it's a peer support hotline, right? And we want to make sure that we have people that are our age providing that sense of support because not everybody wants to talk to a counselor or isn't ready to take that step yet. So it's a nice, I would say, kind of leeway into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome that you guys are a peer-led support group because especially us as Capital Peers, we really value that peer-to-peer interaction. So that's our thing too. So yeah, we really appreciate the fact that we at least have something like that on campus and we appreciate all the work that you guys do. Thank you. (laughs) We know that mental health for students was particularly challenging while we were all virtual and far away from each other. So did you all have services throughout the virtual instruction period? And then if so, what did those look like? And how's it been being back on campus? 
Yeah. So during COVID, our hours were still the same. And so DW Listens was open. And essentially, we saw the conversations shift towards stressors due to family members being ill and just general anxiety surrounding the pandemic and COVID-19. And so we definitely wanted to provide support on that and, and train our listeners on handling those sort of new um style of calls and chats. And so um, we definitely feel that the pandemic has hindered people's awareness of GW Listens. And so that has been really tough on our organization because we would like for first and second year specifically to know about this resource that they can utilize whenever they feel necessary. And how's it been being back on campus? Have things changed all that much or is the content of the calls still pretty much the same? I would say the content of the calls has been fairly the same, but it's um, has been a little bit less about actual COVID-19 and more so focusing on um, stressors due to academics and just being back on campus and and fitting in, especially among the underclassmen. Yeah, that makes sense. So you guys kind of kind of touch on this already, but what are like the different ways that students can access your services? And I, I noticed on the the website that uh, you all had a, an hour or like a operation hour time change recently. So I just want to hear a little bit about that for some students who might be wondering. Yeah, so we are open, right, um, Sundays through Thursdays from 9 p.m. to midnight, and that's when students can either use our chat function, which is kind of like a text, or they can call in. So they can chat at go.gw.edu slash gwlistens or call in at our phone number, which is listed on the website, and both of those are just, we like to provide both options because we definitely they see that there is more of a trend at GW Listens to call to text in instead of call in. I think it provides a little bit more comfort. It feels maybe a little bit less personal than going and talking to somebody on the phone. So we definitely have seen that trend kick up. And yeah, so that's how we function. And then we touched on this a little bit earlier, but as Capital Peers, our aim is really to assess the needs of students and offer programming opportunities that will educate students about any kind of hot topics at the moment. And we know that you all try to keep the most common topics discussed on your hotline confidential, but based on your opinion as students, what do you think is one of the biggest issues that's facing the GW population since coming back onto campus this semester? So that's a really great question. Um, I would say based off of the general trends that we've been seeing from students calling or chatting in, it has definitely been um, <clears throat> the two factors that I've mentioned earlier, which is mainly about um, academics, especially coming from a fully virtual to a fully in-person format and having to you know, physically go to classes and have everything piled up that students have been very concerned about their overall well-being when dealing with these academics, as well as the social factor. And, you know, just wanting to make friends specifically among the first and second year communities, um, since they haven't had a chance to really get to know their peers in person. So those 
I would say are the biggest hot topics that we've noticed on the hotline. Yeah, and I think that's a common theme we've also seen as Capital Peers too. I think it's super important to provide students with resources and, you know, just to be a peer to lean on because we kind of did just get all thrown back into this in-person stuff and it kind of all came as a surprise. So I, I completely agree. I think it's it's really crucial that we as students ourselves assess like what other students need and what, what we need too, because we need to take care of ourselves. So, so kind of to switch to a different direction, how can students who want to actually volunteer get involved with GW, GW Listens? I know I'm definitely interested myself as someone who's passionate about mental health. So I'm kind of wondering what that process looks like. Yeah, so happy to hear. <laughs> we have an application process and it starts in the fall and it's a paper application and an interview application. So we begin with a, I would say, I don't know, roughly eight to 10 questions and anything along the lines of like, what kind of experience have you had? We just want to get to know you a little bit better. So we read those and then we interview you one-on-one and there are certain things that we look for, of course, um, in potential listeners, what kind of skills do you have? You have to be very patient. Being able to handle stress is really important because it, much as, you know, I, I want to be transparent, it is a stress stressful job, right? You're handling all these kinds of conversations and, you know, prioritizing mental health is super important on our hotline for our volunteers. So yeah, that, that's how you apply, um, which can also be found on our website. And then as students at GW yourselves, can you talk a little bit about how being a volunteer in GW Listens fits into your life? So how you're balancing your volunteering with your academics? Yeah, um, so the beauty of GW Listens and specifically volunteering for GW Listens is that how we base our schedules are, it's completely dependent on the specific volunteer. And so we work with each individual volunteer with their schedules and prioritize their academics because obviously we are all going to school and we want to prioritize that. And so working around that schedule and having a specific shift for each volunteer that works for them is basically how we get to balance that. And since it is at night, oftentimes, obviously, there's no no classes that coincide with the, the schedule or anything like that. And so that's like really important to us is just making sure that, you know, everyone does have a chance to volunteer when they can, but also making sure that they can volunteer on their own terms and with whatever shift, whatever schedule works for them the best. Okay. And do you guys all uh, get trained on how to engage in those types of calls? And do you also work on the texting too, or is it just you start out doing calls and then you move to text or do you do both at the same time? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So we go through a training process as a volu- as volunteers. When Jada and I went through this process, it was a little bit different than what it looks like now. Um, it was a class in a class format and we would meet um, literally like on the roster. We would do registration and we would meet once a week from like 1245 to 3.15 and would be led by two CAPS counselors and we would go through all sorts of topics, be trained through the model and how we would respond to calls. We would go through 
actually practice calls with other listeners in these training sessions, which was super beneficial. And I think that's like the major thing that helps contribute to people feeling comfortable and ready to like handle a serious conversation. Because, you know, we get conversations that deal with suicide, you know, that's a very different, you know, way there, that's a very different conversation than, you know, a potential, you know, scuffle with your roommate over a a dish that's been left in the sink. So that's, that's how the training used to look like in the present day. We are still trying to figure it out. We've had a lot of changes with just leadership um, in terms of our advisor. So right now it's, we will be having a training session, obviously with our volunteers, but it's not going to look like um, a class that's on the, on the schedule, it will be with a, a counselor, correct, Jada, just to make sure. Yeah. yeah. So as of now, that's what it looks like, but it will be in the same, be handling the same exact topics and we'll be doing the same exact training. Okay. Interesting. Thank you so much for providing all that insight. That was <laughs> So thank you. No, you're good. Um, so for our last question, we kind of wanted to know, um, maybe like we could have a little discussion about what you both think that we can all do as GW students and as peer educators and, you know, people that work with our peers and students, how can we contribute to ending the stigma surrounding mental health on campus? I think there are a bunch of different ways we can contribute. I think the first and foremost, though cliche, would be to listen, to actually hear what students are saying and what students are concerned about and provide that open space for these students to express whatever concerns they have and whatever changes they want to see when it comes to mental health, as well as just advocating for, you know, different resources and just showing GW students as a whole that there are these resources that are readily available for you. There's like a wide variety of things that you can try. And if one doesn't work out, you know, you can try another one. And even if, you know, a student doesn't want other people to know what they're going through, but they still want to seek out help, there's other resources that are confidential or are anonymous. And so, yeah, so just advocating for that and just making sure that each student can be heard and that there are just a plethora of resources available to these students, hopefully will help to begin to end the stigma. Yeah, thank you. I think the point you made about listening, the listening component is definitely really important because we can post about and we can provide as many resources as we want, but if we're not actually listening to our student population, our student body and their needs, um, it doesn't really get us anywhere. So I think it's really important to make sure that everyone's voices are heard and we include many perspectives from different cultures, different backgrounds to, you know, we are a diverse campus, so we should target those diverse needs. But yeah, so that about wraps up all of our questions that we had for you guys. Olivia and Jada, thank you both so much for joining us today and giving us the inside scoop on GW Listens. We really appreciate you both taking the time to come talk with us. And also, I just want to say stay tuned to our Instagram, which is at GW Capital Peers, for more info about health and well-being resources at GW, and also follow us on Spotify to see when we post more podcast episodes. So thank you again, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.